0: Hey, you're listening to The Weekly Vacay, hosted by Toby, Jasmine, and Sophie. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Weekly Vacay. This is Toby. And this is Jasmine. And it is just us two again today. Quick life update from Sophie's side. So I think she just wrapped up. Um, another semester of law school and she had finals and everything and she was trying to fly back because we're currently recording this during Memorial Day weekend and classic airport drama. Her flights got delayed like a bajillion times. So we had to make the executive decision to let the show go on. We're here recording, but um she's definitely going to try and send a few bits later for this episode so that you guys will get to hear from her because we know you were all very Sophie deprived after two episodes
1: without her. Agreed. I definitely am feeling Sophie deprived. However, until we hear from her, Toby, what has been going on with you?
0: Well, there's been quite a bit. And um, before we hopped on, I mean, Jasmine and I were just talking about how like we haven't like had a meal just like us doing like weeks. And whenever we do, just because we haven't like had the time to like send novel level texts and voice messages, that so we have to like make a notes app of all the different topics we have to discuss during our next meetup so that's what we're currently trying to do and i'm also using that as a way to talk about the updates that i'm willing to share here on the podcast um but i think two weeks ago actually i can't even know last weekend um, i was in chicago for my five-year school reunion so i um, got to see my sorority family um of course like some of my best friends from college and things um and then end of april one of my best friends from college got married and that was my first time like being a bridesmaid and um a wedding for like a non-family member so that was really fun and it was the same thing for most of us in the bridal party too so it was like a first and it was the most beautiful like wedding i think any of us had ever been to so super happy for her and her husband and that we got to be a part of their love story from the beginning and like kind of come and see like see it come to this um new beginning and kind of like an end of a chapter um so that was pretty cool and then i've also been traveling a ton for work um have been to new york so much the past few months that at this point i think i'm (laughs) (laughs) bi-coastal
1: yes you can be officially be (laughs) bi-coastal
0: yeah (laughs) and then also um earlier this month um recorded some great episodes um with black girl burnout podcast which is something that um, I love to listen to something that's been a great resource to me um, and the ups and downs and everything that um, I go through as a Black woman. So it was really awesome to get to be on that podcast and we'll definitely let you know when those episodes come out um, and you get to hear that conversation that I had with um, Kelly. <laughs> but that's really
2: about it. Yeah. Just busy doing life things. Hello. Hi, y'all. It's me, Sophie, from the Weekly Vacay. Once again, two months in a row being absent. Uh, that is very much on me and my hectic schedule. Um, I Last time that we talked, you know, I was prepping for finals. And now that finals are over, life is still going on. There's a lot happening in my personal life and a lot going on in preparation for online classes for the summer. And for me, prepping for my internship, um over the summer. More details to come. I will be starting in a week or two um, and I'm getting relocated. So once um, I actually get there and I'll be able to talk about it a little bit more on next episode that I will actually be there live for. Um, But the weekly bake has been a huge part of my life and Toby and Jasmine are a huge part of my life. So I know that it's a little disappointing when 3-3 doesn't get to hang out and mingle and love on each other because I think... We have such a great relationship and it shows through our podcast. So it does make me sad that I that I haven't been able to show up for the podcast and show up for my uh, friends as well. So next month, I will do everything in my power to be there. In terms of updates for me, honestly, not too much right
1: now. The last month of May, it was really fun. My My dog turned six on May 5th and our friends and I ended up doing a little outing for her. Um, with balloons and toys and birthdays and stuff. So that was really exciting. I was really proud of her for that milestone. Lately, I have been trying to be outside more just with how much fluctuates with life and like mental health and stuff. I've definitely... Not been going out or doing too many things the last few months. And so this month, for the start of summer, I really wanted to make it a goal to just be outside more and be back on hot girl shit. But last night, I was telling Toby about this on the podcast. Last night just really reaffirmed for me why hot girl shit is so hard, especially when it comes to the options of men that we have to interact with. I don't know where all the hot men were during the Memorial Weekend. Um, But they are not at the bars here in L.A. They are on vacation with their boys on their hoe shit on a boat. So that (laughs) was a really rude awakening last night. And we just had a really funny interaction where at the end of the night, Kat and I, my roommate, were getting uh, getting tacos at a taco truck outside of one of the bars. And there was a fence between like the outside patio and... The taco truck, obviously, and we're getting our food, and these guys, like behind the fence, just wave us over. And whatever, I'm drunk, and there's food, and my outfit still looks good. So I'm in a good mood. I'm down to be nice and have a conversation while we're waiting for the Uber. <laughs> and just the whole time, I just need you men to learn how to talk to women basically it was just really inquisitive I literally felt like we were being interrogated I almost like thought I almost asked for a lawyer to be present like Sophie if you could have been there when you listen to this your assistance would have been great just so (laughs) many random questions about things that didn't matter I was also clearly intoxicated and not able to really have a full like cohesive thought and so just being put on the spot like that was funny and then Um, they wrapped up the conversation by telling Kat that her ass looked nice and they were hoping that when she turned around her face would be as cute and I just I remember at this point I was like all right we're done and we just had to walk away so being outside so far at the start of summer is not going well Um, the weather is just as tumultuous so I will keep you guys posted on how the rest of the summer goes
0: (laughs) that is so out of pocket like Men are crazy.
1: I know men are crazy. I want to live life to where I can have the level of confidence as mediocre men. Period. We will be touching on some mediocre men as we touch on our pop culture mm-hmm. updates moving forward. But however, before we get into the tea on the mediocrity that is men, Toby and I got to see the Little Mermaid live on Friday, um, May twenty seventh. 20 yep May 26th 26th. yes um and what a really cool like Toby what were your thoughts before I even get into my my thoughts how what did you think
0: yeah I mean I loved it um obviously it was really emotional getting to see um Halle Bailey play the little mermaid who was like such a favorite when it comes to like storytelling and princesses and Disney and getting to see her step into that role, especially knowing um, all the adversity that was facing her like in the years past, like once that announcement was made. Um, so just seeing what an amazing performance she gave just made me feel really proud and happy for her. And I'm just really excited to see where her career goes. And then in terms of the overall like story, I mean, it's a Little Mermaid. Like we know how it starts and ends. Um, So obviously, like, no surprises there. But I personally was surprised by how hilarious it was. And I'm not sure if that was the intention, which makes it even, like, better. Because it's like, this movie was so fucking (laughs) funny. I loved it. I'm like, I did not remember the cartoon being this hilarious. But I literally, we could not stop laughing. I know.
1: Sebastian was a clown. And they they portrayed him perfectly actor was great on that the voice on that his personality the the writing on Sebastian amazing Mm -hmm. um to Toby's point about how the movie is probably a little funnier than intended I think that that's just going to be a thing when it comes to live action portrayals of these animated movies is just how they're going to translate like the demeanors and the body language like that can pass an animation and into real human life. Uh, for example, one of the scenes is after Ariel and Prince Eric get married, um, they're on a boat and they look over and her dad is just standing, or not standing. He's he's in the water, half of his horse up just staring at them. And it's like a good like five, six second hard stare and everyone in the theater just could <laughs> not contain themselves. We all started giggling. And while in the animation version, it's like obviously an endearing moment because he's like letting her know uh, his blessing and like how happy he is for her but just the portrayal of that transition in the live action was fucking hilarious i couldn't i couldn't
0: (laughs) and sebastian's lines like normally i'm the type of person like if it's not sorry to be basic but mean girls or bring it on or like the lizzie mcguire movie like i do not remember like any quotes from any movie, no matter how many times I've seen it, I will remember Sebastian's one-liners like as long as I live. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know about longing? <laughs> what do you know about longing?
1: <laughs> like, I might be frosty, but I'm not an idiot. Like, yeah. Really? Because <laughs> his timing, his wit, like the perfect sidekick. Because I, I now I'm gonna go back and watch the animation version and just like see. I'm like, was he that uh, like distressed the whole time that he was just throwing shade? Right. The shade
0: you would give me like, like West Indy, like, um, or like African uncle. It was so funny.
1: Yes. So funny. Yes. 1000%. But definitely go see the little mermaid if you guys have a chance. Yeah. I am so blown away and I have felt some really like inner childhood healing happening. And it was just funny. Like it, we were seeing it with another packed room, everyone's elbow to elbow and the collective um just the collective reception and good vibes in there Mm -hmm. was was really touching and I I mean we there was rounds of applause throughout the entire the entire movie every
0: time Hallie's saying it
1: honestly like her vocal
0: ability and just getting to see her shine that way because I mean I remember when um Chloe and Hallie dropped Ungodly Hour like back it must have been 2020 like during COVID it's like wow this is so good um everyone loved it for the most part and it got a a lot more traction than their debut album did but then it's like seeing her like shine as a solo performer and with super grand like Walt Disney Animation Studios like music which like is a, a little bit like Broadway in nature just very like big and grand to see her voice in this forum was just Incredible, as Jasmine said, people were clapping every time she opened her mouth to sing. Like it was it was insane. And then also just like seeing like the little like black girls in the theaters, like with their costumes and just like or the reception when she got her like little mermaid um Barbie made, or like her singing on American Idol during Disney Nights. Like just like I'm just loving watching everyone be in awe of her because it just feels so well deserved. And she 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 just carries herself as how you would imagine like a Disney princess to carry themselves in like mm-hmm. real life just like super poised and loved and I also love that she's, that she's still herself sorry I just like erupted <laughs> erupted with really excitement I just love how she's like still herself like obviously like I mean she's a child of the internet like we know her and Chloe. We have done some like outrageous things on TikTok it's so <laughs> funny to like be scrolling through TikTok and like see her performing on American Idol like see her on the red carpet with Prince Eric and then like the next like see her like on live with chloe like people bringing up these old clips i'm like i cannot
1: i love it yeah the duality and, and it's just bringing the the humanization exactly. back back to like an icon like her and toby i think you also made a really great point after we saw the movie how her acting is great most because most of the little mermaid is portrayed when she loses her voice there she's not speaking she's like yeah she's mute the entire time when when she's when, when she's with Prince Eric. Oh, okay. Well, I guess on to like other
0: appointment television and viewing, but like in a much more chaotic way, Scandal. It's crazy that <laughs> we're still talking about this. It's almost the beginning of June and this broke beginning of March, but I personally could not have asked for a better few months. Like obviously it it really sucks. Like what happened to Ariana, but I think we're all able to be a bit more positive about it now that like She's obviously gained so much and she's doing way better. And obviously she's still going to go through pain and like what she went through is horrible. But to see all the amazing things that have come for her afterwards is like allows us to be a bit lighter when talking about things. So I will be the first to say I have loved every minute of the last few months as a reality TV fan connoisseur. Like literally this is like you couldn't have asked for anything better than this.
1: I just want to say to shout out to the weekly BK because our timing is impeccable. Last month, when we were talking about scandal Wall, we were um, touching on as the, as the uh, affair was coming to light on the show itself. It was like episode four or five or something that we, that we were speaking on that like it was now being introduced the affair. Now, as we're speaking, the reunion has happened. The season finale has happened and it has just gone been up and up from here. In terms of theatrics, in terms of entertainment, Andy Cohen handled everyone beautifully on the reunion. James Kennedy and Lala carried the entire time their side conversations, the way that they would interject and check people. I was here for it. Even when um, James had his, had his problem staying in his chair, the back and forth with him and Andy and Lisa, him just mocking them because the actual buffoonery that was on that stage when, with the crocodile tears from Sandoval and um Schwartz just continuously playing victim and deflecting. And then their timelines, obviously not aligning everything. And that's, we have, like I'm jumping the gun on all the things that we can talk about here, but I also want to highlight that I have been in Ariana. And so this situation coming to light has, although triggering in the beginning, it's actually been a very therapeutic experience, um, and very healing. And I feel like in a way I've gotten justice too, because I love just seeing the public outrage. I love, I love seeing him being Tom Sandoval being held accountable and same with Rachel Levis. Um, and I love that. I love also seeing how good of friends outside of Rachel that Ariana really has and the way that people have rallied for her. And Lala Kent is a friend that we all need in our corner and the way that she rides for her friends and is so quick to call bullshit and um, is here to remind us that we have another Randall Emmett living amongst us right now on television. But it's a whirlwind in my mind because it's been a whirlwind to watch. Appointment TV, yes, I've been there. On time, every time.
0: No, it definitely has. And I mean, just to like piggyback off of what you said, Um, there's even like a campaign going for them to be nominated for a daytime Emmy, which is crazy to think because it's like, this isn't the first time someone has cheated. Of course, it's not the first time that someone's cheated on reality TV. Mm -hmm. But just kind of similar to what you said about you being in Ariana in the past, it's like so many people saw themselves in this situation, whether it was from the friend perspective and Mm -hmm. being in a friend group where someone has cheated on a friend of yours and how to respond or or how to respond when you know something but it's not necessarily your business to tell being cheated on being the cheater it's like there's just so many different levels to this and also the fact that we've been watching these people for over a decade Mm -hmm. it's all of these factors that make it just so universally appealing and again like we can't stress enough that how much it sucks that it was at the expense of ariana's relationship and livelihood but it's just like it's it's insane like it and the fact that we still have I think two more parts of this reunion Mm -hmm. as well as all the extended footage that will be released on Peacock it's like it's the gift that keeps on giving like I'm just like I don't know what we're gonna do when when this season ends because it's like Vanderpool Rules has been carrying reality tv on its back like all spring The bar is set so high for every single show to come that it's like, no matter what, you're just going to be kind of disappointed. So, like, what I've been telling myself is that I kind of have to, like, compartmentalize, like, Mm -hmm. all of my different, like, television and what I get from it. Because unfortunately, not every show is a Vanderpump, not every show is a succession, et cetera, et cetera. But it's like, I found myself still loving selling Sunset when I was on six flights over the past two weeks and watched the whole thing. I'm like, oh, I even though this is completely different than Vanderpump and even though this is giving me something completely different, I can still like recognize the quote unquote arts that is selling so Although nothing will ever touch like Vanderpump rules. I just, I personally can't wait to see what we're gonna get from the next two parts. And I think something that's super chilling and I guess we'll be able to talk about in our June episode. I'm not sure if you heard this also Jasmine, but apparently there was something that was revealed at the end of the reunion Mm -hmm. that none of the cast knew and it's going to completely change how the show moves forward for the next season which they haven't started filming yet but they normally start filming in around a month's time every year so it's kind of like who knows um it's also kind of unclear if the cast currently knows as of now so i'm not even sure if it's something that was like that took place while they were filming the reunion because mm-hmm. on podcasts like Lala, Sheena, all these people, Charlie, they've all brought it up and none of them know what it is. So I'm like, this is like, this has turned into like a game of Clue. Like, honestly, I can't, I can't wrap my head around this.
1: See, and this is why Vanderpump Rules has set the bar for reality TV. Yeah. What Bravo is doing is is what Adam DeVello has always wished he could do. Yeah. It's yep. cuz I think what's also different about Vanderpump Rules in general is they are so authentic to how their show is unscripted. And you, and we are getting raw, unfiltered, uncut producers are not interjecting when it comes to these people's reactions and the way that they're m- maneuvering the situation. And that's how kind of, I feel like how it's kind of always been previous like narratives and stories in previous seasons but this one again like you said is a betrayal that's so universally felt and understood and there's so many parties that are directly affected by this um whether it's friends whether it's the couple itself whether it's the mistress whatever like whoever Mm -hmm. it's the way that they've been able to just allow the authenticity of the cast and their reactions um play out without without any interjection from anyone and i'm so anxious to to like to figure out what this thing is that you're talking about Toby at the end of the reunion because the fact that they're like we actually had to give so the reason why they're not filming right now is because they had to give them a break to like decide and ponder if this is something they want to move forward with after knowing Mm -hmm. um what are your theories because we have I know the theories are that um, Rachel slept with Brock um, that the affair has been happening since she was with James Kennedy mm-hmm. um, are there any other theories that you've heard of or think yeah. of
0: I've heard those two I don't believe either especially the Brock one mm-hmm. I, I just I just don't believe that and the other one that has also been debunked by Bravo so we know for a fact isn't true is that Raquel slash Rachel is pregnant Okay, but since Bravo has debunked that it it can't be true. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest, I really have no idea what it is. I, yeah. I I couldn't tell you.
1: I know. I've also heard the theory that Lisa Vanderpump has known the whole time. Oh, heard I've heard mm-hmm. that one. My issue with that is just because I don't think that she knew the whole time. But I think that her. But she's a smart woman. That I think her suspicions of the situation definitely happened. I think her suspicions started when like lala suspicions kind of started or even beforehand I'm i
0: mean TV, yeah. yeah
1: like the easter eggs um the easter eggs that we now understand were obvious signs now that we knew about the affair i just wonder if people that didn't know the affair as it was happening live if they were able to put the clues together and i think lisa vanderpump is definitely a smart enough woman to where she was able to put clues together but i don't think she knew the whole time um but yeah i'm we have two weeks to find out what what that whatever it is and I'm really curious I just I don't know how they're gonna throw this out of left field for us yeah I don't know
0: mm-hmm. and it's also weird because like normally with like Bravo reunions and like Bravo shows it's like it's kept within like the family mm-hmm. but on a much smaller scale this is reminiscent to me of last year when like Liam went on um Oh, God. The Paul Brothers podcast. Yeah. It's like something that should have been like an inside joke or drama within like the One Direction fan base, then became the world's drama. And we're like, y'all, why did you have to blow this up? We should Mm -hmm. have figured this out in house. It's almost like we're trying to gatekeep One Direction drama. It kind of feels similar with Vanderpump Rules, where it's like, this used to be like our thing. This was our world. This was our Bravo bubble. Mm -hmm. And then it became the world's bubble, like, in what world did you think that the New York Times, Time Magazine, Variety would be covering Vanderpump Rules yeah. on their main page? Like right, and then the Today Show—like
1: it, it, it was never to the that White L- House Correspondent dinner.
0: dinner. That was wild. The fact that Lala, Ariana, and um, Lisa Vanderpump were there, but it's just—it's. <laughs> like, I mean, I like that it's on the world stage, but what I don't like is how people who are not educated on Vanderpump Rules or Bravo—the way we have it—you don't need to be an expert to understand. It's like there's no reason why you should be a textbook for Bravo. <laughs> like, genuinely, it, it's poison. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just don't enjoy like listen. You know, I listen to a lot of pop culture podcasts, and I get annoyed like hearing people try to explain Vanderpump Rules to me and then not even do it justice because i'm like no 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 No. i've been watching this show since i was 17 18 years old you do not need to be telling me the backstories that you don't understand you don't know what this is like yeah
1: (laughs) you're trying to tell yourself yeah to understand you don't have to tell me also bra again bravo it's its own subculture that the girls that get it get it and the girls that don't don't we know the tea is hot i i get the tea is hot but and everyone
0: wants a, a sip of it like yeah
1: like we get it but... <laughs> you're corny <laughs> Like, do not try and explain miami
0: girl to me like it's some sort of thesis. like we watched it live in 2014 like yeah i, I need to be reminded of who miami girl is i'm
1: like you guys didn't know who miami girl was last week don't yeah. fucking no, like, don't you dare don't you fucking dare dare
0: they're like oh yeah like Kristen Doty, like formerly on the show or like stassi schroeder i'm like
1: understand they were the blueprint <laughs> I'm like what do you know about Chris and Dodie what yeah. do you know about Joe what do you know about Joe huh now,
0: what do you know about Joe they're like who's Joe I'm like if you do not know who Joe is you
1: should not be here yeah <laughs> like you shouldn't be here like you guys are more than welcome to join the fun and watch yeah. work, but please know your place and Sorry, where let me you're be speaking from <laughs> Not yes, us I gatekeeping. Just,
0: I know it's not even like a gatekeeping thing, but it's just like I just wish people would know when to be an observer mm-hmm. and when to be an educator. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like if you are not equipped to be an educator on Bravo, you should be an observer. Like yeah. we, are, I would be more than welcome to invite you into the culture. Enjoy it. it's pop culture. It's like you you want to stay abreast, like you want to understand, but it's like
1: you shouldn't be educating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like exactly, you're not, because you're gonna give false information. Yes it's okay to be an audience member. We need those. Right. But everyone wants to be the fucking main character. I'm like, no, 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 no. Sometimes (laughs) you have to just be in the audience. Exactly. Know your place. (laughs) Yes. And clap when you're told to clap. When, when the, when the light goes on, clap. Exactly. (laughs) Clap.
0: (laughs) Okay, and moving on to other pop culture topics. Um, another thing that's been super hot over the past month is Taylor Swift and Maddie Healy um, announcing they were together. Um, Jasmine, I don't know about you, but when this news first broke, I remember being like, "Oh, there's no way that just doesn't make any sense." Like, mm-hmm. I-, I was just like, "What?" Like, just, just on paper, I remember seeing the two pictures like photoshopped next to each other on a new set. I was like, "What?"
1: I'm like, "Y'all stop." Yeah, <laughs> right. I thought, yeah, it ha- it had to have been a joke because, right. like you said. Honestly, on paper, on surface level, this is not a match. This is not no. her type. Historically, that was the issue. Was like,
0: they're just not each other's type. That's it. That's, yeah. that's what it felt like. <laughs> it was like I remember, it, like I think it was even like my brother, or someone who sent it to me, and immediately I was like, "That's just not true." And he's like, "Why would you say that though?" He's like, "It's on TNG. It has to be true." And I'm like, "What is? What does this boy think?" You I was like,
1: "Of course he has to be riding on my way." Am I the dumb
0: one? Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, Am I out of the loop? Because apparently yeah. we were. Um. I. They're officially dating now, right? Is that? Oh, a- they're like officially dating. Full like, on. Some, okay. Very classic, See,
0: like leaving the restaurants, like oh. holding hands, like him at every show. Well, not okay. Every show, but many of them, like yeah. they're very on.
1: Yeah. Well, it's obviously caused enough of, enough of an uproar for her fans to now be um on their gung ho shit about this relationship and uh, I, I as we're very aware 1975 is we are fans on this podcast they've been talked about their music has been talked about maybe for years, we, for, for years. it's a thing Matt Haley though also for years has had very problematic um, behavior and remarks mm-hmm. in the public that are on print on a regular basis mm-hmm. that are currently happening still to this day. Mm-hmm. Um How about and, multiple groups. Yes, multiple groups and including while, ours. Yeah. Yeah. Right here. Right yeah. here, right now. The self-proclaimed fans. Um right of the here. Music of the music. Yeah, of the music. <laughs> yeah. Again, just of the music. Um, the whole band. Yeah. But I I do I do think it's a really interesting conversation now for outside Swifties to just really want to understand why this is the this is the push. This this was it for the fans. Like
0: why was this the tipping point? Is the mm-hmm. question we wanted to pose because mm-hmm. I've been mean, seeing a lot of TikToks, but a lot of the tics, TikToks, of course, because of our algorithm are from people who look like us. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and a lot of times they're people who are not Swifties. So I'm like, I'm already on the same page as you. I know that you're thinking what I'm thinking. So Mm -hmm. I want to hear from the actual fans themselves. It's like, oh, why was this the tipping point? Yes. Like, again, like, yeah, we've all been fans of Maddie's music in 1975, like, since high school. But, like, it almost feels like, okay, if you want to use the argument of this being a PR relationship, how is it helping Taylor? Yeah, because it's like Maddie's like, horrible comments and things, they were only known by people like us who are like in the culture or in the industry, have been fans for years, so you know that he said these things. You see them come up. Outside of that, Maddie Healy's offensive comments were not in the mainstream's orbit. That's why he was able to get away with it for so long, but then him being linked to Taylor mm-hmm. brought all of his comments to the forefront. And they've been talked about everywhere, and I've only made him look worse. So it's like, what is the benefit here? Is it supposed to repair Maddie's image in the public? But it's like it's even doing more retroactive damage to his image because people who didn't know about him being offensive now know, mm-hmm. and no one wants to be quiet about it, which is a hundred percent understandable and fair. So it's just like, I don't. I'm just so confused. Yeah. If it's if it's true love it's a true relationship that i'm not confused but if it isn't i'm extremely confused
1: yeah well and especially because one taylor currently is on one of the biggest tours of her career yeah and has so much at stake that she really can't just be allowing any any himbo off the street to get into her inner circle yeah And if Matt, yeah, well, and, and if, if Matt Haley is supposed is allegedly or would be in theory using her as leverage to heal his image, why Taylor Swift? Sorry. Like you guys know Taylor Swift's work is respected on this podcast. Cruel Summer is always on the playlist. Yeah. Period. And we're going to, we're going to state that here. I want to understand I just don't understand what this relationship is doing for either of them. So I'm hoping it is going to be love because again, I think it's interesting that why is this the now tipping point for to hold her accountable when she's been neutral, n- portrayed as neutral on any and every social issue, social platform, like just-
0: you a know until this- recent years, yeah, we yeah. were trying to, which was why when this happened, people were like, wait, wait a minute. I thought you were trying to tell us now that you're like, accountable Taylor and you're like for the people and standing yeah. for all the different things that we stand for that's why it's confusing uh I can't remember if this interview was this year or last year so I will not pretend to be an educator and I will take my place but mm-hmm. Maddie made some weird comments about I Spice, mm-hmm. and then what do we see now um all of a sudden Karma remix I Spice is on with Taylor and people are like, "Oh, so is Taylor listening?" Because we all know Taylor has been perpetually online. That's how mm-hmm. she's always been since the start of her career, mm-hmm. since we were in sixth grade. So it's like we know that she hears these things. Is this her response to the uproar from her fans who are like, "How can you be with yeah. this person?" And
1: then Ice Spice is on
0: stage with her at MetLife like two days ago. Right. So
1: it's just like it's well. I did read on demois that the that the collab between Ice Spice and Taylor Swift ha- has been had been scheduled and like secured and locked down for months prior to this relationship. So, mm-hmm. now my question is, if that is also the truth, as her people are always trying to have her back and trying to cover yeah. her. If that's the truth, how are you going to then be about women, be about women of color, blah blah blah, be on the side? How are you then going to pivot to date someone who has publicly and publicly made comments about this specific artist. Yeah. With, with with you know I I'm I'm having a hard time understanding how this isn't another scenario where Taylor Swift only cares about herself. Yeah. So.
0: And you kind of said something that piqued something else in me. I'm realizing now it's like I don't understand it from a celebrity level just due to all the damage it can happen. the thing is, it's like they're normal people and should be treated as such Mm -hmm. but at the same time we're kind of hypocrites to ourselves because we also expect these people to be role models because of the massive platform that they have which isn't necessarily fair because we're all people we're all going to make mistakes and we're all going to do things that we regret but it's like we expect them to like be markers for like good people so that they can inspire other people to do good knowing like how massive of platforms they have. So it's like, okay, because of that, then they are, whether it's fair or unfair, held to a higher standard. Mm -hmm. So with that in mind, that's why I'm confused, you're confused about situations like this. But then when we look at normal life, I've been in situations where I've had friends who have completely different political beliefs than mm-hmm. their partners and have stayed with them for years and even if I have not agreed with the political beliefs with their partners on face value we got along and we always did for years and it was never a thing of where I was ever mistreated by them and or they said anything offensive about any sort of group regardless of their beliefs and if that has happened in my own circle and I like to keep my circle kind of tight, and I don't really I, I wouldn't hang out with bigots, <laughs> like then I know and you know that there are many people who are also in that very same situation. So if we flip the table and those friends or those relationships that we, sp- we were speaking about were famous, they would be in the same situation as Taylor and Maddie. Okay. So on the other hand, I'm like, huh, okay. <laughs> Is that me kind of being a hypocrite? Because I excused it on a much smaller and a less offensive level in my own life but we're not excusing it now
1: for sure and you know I, I'm also cogn- like, very cognizant of the fact too that like we're not exactly Taylor Swift fans in this house um, but this relationship and this and this situation just continue it just shows a personal pattern for me that I've noticed about this this particular artist the last few years and where I'm really coming from is just I just want to know like for the like with the fans again the fans are really the ones that caused the most uproar and the public yeah. response to this and it is interesting to me how um this for them was like the nail in the coffin of we need to have a conversation and and address this um but mm-hmm. yeah
0: it could also just be a time thing because I mean we've all grown a lot in yeah. the past decade so it could also just be the fans growing up and tolerance for certain things changing which is also 100 percent fine
1: yeah and that is allowed growth and accountability um are allowed yep. but yeah um i hope it is for love if it just to make sure it was worth it <laughs> <laughs> anyways moving on to other things in pop culture in terms of tv reality tv circling sort of back to this the kardashians season three on hulu um premiered this last Wednesday and there's some interesting foreshadowing that we're really excited about to see um a season 2 I'm not going to lie wasn't really my favorite so my expectations are low and I'm just excited to see if we have any more sister drama I know it, there's been hinted between um, there's been hinted between Kim and Courtney with the Dolce & Gabbana wedding within within Kim taking on a creative direction collaboration with them um, how that spirals I'm I'm excited to see that. Also I I do really appreciate Chloe kind of opening the season already addressing head on the baby, his name is Tatum and her experiences currently with um adjusting her family to a new child being a part of her, their world and then also um her her scare right now with melanoma that's happening on the show. So I do really appreciate that Chloe yet again is carrying and already starting us off strong. But Toby, did you get a chance to watch the premiere this week?
0: Yeah, so I watched it last night when I came back from being out for like 10 minutes. Uh, <laughs> and um, well, I can say that I'm excited that Scott is back. I'm glad that they heard our feedback of missing him and his um comedic touch. Um, Yeah, I, so I was just super happy to see him open the season. Um, I agree with a lot of the things that you said. I think the most riveting thing almost kind of similar to summer house this season but on a familial level is to see what went down with courtney and kim and mm-hmm. why their relationship has changed i think we can all say for people who have grown up watching this show is that it's been a long time coming mm-hmm. i think it's kind of hard to take sides in situations situation like this knowing that they are family whereas it is a lot easier in situations like on summer house with Lindsay and danielle like for people to take sides because it seems lower stakes since they aren't family and they haven't built like a multi-million dollar empire together and there's not like money and things involved. Um, so I'm just personally really curious to see how that goes. And it was interesting to have the context now of the conversation between Chris and Kim and you know, Kim kind of thinking things through as to how she thought Courtney was gonna react and mm-hmm. Chris thinking things through from more of a business perspective and then seeing that they ended up going the business perspective route. Mm-hmm. But Kim was worried that Courtney was going to feel some type of way and Kim ended up being right. So it's at least it's like, okay, you're in tune with your sister's feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting. And I'm I'm excited to hear the dialogue around it too because I think it is one of those things where it's completely warranted to be on both sides.
1: Absolutely. yeah. I um, I think I definitely can empathize with both sides of this of the party. And so I am curious too, to see how this is gonna go and play out in the show. Um, I also am really excited to, like you said, to see more of Scott. um he's he's always been a really important part of the show and, it, it just didn't feel the same not to have him in season two. And again, I think having the touch of his one-liners and just his humor is you, you can't, you can't do the Kardashians without the Lord. You just can't. Um, <laughs> I love that. We're seeing more of Kylie. I know that she, we, we didn't get much of her in season one, season two, she started to really like pick up and come around, but Kylie is so fucking funny too. I, um I I love just like the way that she just kind of floats around in the show I feel like she's just like a younger version of Chris and Chris's demeanor as we know is very aloof and really silly and when she's not being like her mom, momager boss self so I love just seeing another like version of like that humor and like the aloofness and just the touch of um comedic relief that we need but yeah, I'm excited for season three. You guys know I, we are Kardashian stands in this house and we've been watching since season one of keeping up with the Kardashians. So of course with the Hulu show, we are on the journey with them. Um, and yeah, I'm excited to see more behind the scenes of the Dolce & Gabbana wedding. I will say, I mean, I, oh I don't want to, yeah, I don't <laughs> want to say. I didn't I don't watch wanna, the special either. Oh, I didn't watch the special. I did yeah. not No. Um. Sorry, Courtney and Travis, I I couldn't. That wasn't something that piqued my interest. I was just going to wait for the show. But, you know, I do just have questions about this argument and that partnership that I'm hoping we get answers to in the show. Why Dolce & Gabbana, any of us wonder, we don't know. Um, we know historically the comments that Dolce & Gabbana has made about marginalized groups in general, but then also have made personal comments about the Kardashians themselves. So just to... I'm curious to see how they were able to integrate and weave their way back into the lives of the Kardashians. All right. And almost a very
0: stark pivot, One Direction. Uh, We said before coming on that we had to make sure that we talk about them and basically every episode moving forward, because Mm -hmm. we just need to have public record of us showing that we believed that they were going to reunite because they are. And so we just need to give you all updates as to the happenings every single month until we get to that point so that we can say with our full chest, we told you so.
1: Yeah, we're leaving a paper trail. So (laughs) (laughs) start us off, Toby, what were this month's findings?
0: Okay, so the most prominent one happened a couple weeks ago um, where Liam, Niall, and Louie went to the studio together in LA um, reportedly to work on a song um, with Liam that's going to be on his next Project. Um honestly, the <laughs> minute I <admit> it, like, <laughs> right? I was just like, I don't even know if it was a feeling of excitement. It's just like, okay, another tick. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think we're also forgetting something really important just because this month has been absolutely bonkers. Um, at the beginning of this month, actually, it might have only been maybe around three weeks ago. Um, like Lottie, so Louie's sister, Lou mm-hmm. Teasdale, their former hairdresser, and I think one other person, all started reposting this yes. photo on Instagram to their millions of followers, saying that they want like it was a classic like cardboard sign guy saying mm-hmm. like oh, we want a One Direction reunion, and it's like okay if literally the family is starting to post about it now and make jokes about it.
1: It's like, we're getting all these Easter eggs. Like it's happening. Yeah. It's happening. They can't just fuck with us. Like that, th- these are, these are not funny things to joke about. And so, no. and I never
0: have brought this stuff
1: up in the past either. Exactly. This, yes, exactly. This is never like never in the last five years since um the breakup or whenever that was, I'm like, think, well, oh my God. Yeah. That. Is it yeah. only
0: five? It feels like way more.
1: It feels like more. Okay. Cause hold on that was 2017
0: you're uh, right then. yeah
1: like, like, yeah okay so over the five to six years I, okay I, yeah six years so over the, the span of almost a decade <laughs> I'm just gonna I was gonna, gonna say gonna it feels
0: like a decade yeah
1: to me. It, it literally feels like so much longer <laughs> yeah it feels like eons but over the span of this time nobody has ever said anything no hints no memes no no references nothing no we have not heard a lick from the boys themselves or anyone in the circle the team the family we have not heard about
0: a reunion anything
1: anything whether it's a reunion Oh, they talk about One Direction we just missed it yeah Yeah. um true oh yeah I guess we did just like completely (laughs) ice ourselves out but okay so yes in terms of the reunion there has just never been any hints towards it now all of a sudden it's coming at us like it's coming at us full force, like a train that is about to run off, off its tracks and not stop. And no one is paying attention except for us. And this is how we need this paper trail because uh, while, while seeing Liam, Nile, and Louie all at the studio together to work on that song, it felt just like a very natural, like, Oh, like for us, it felt like a very natural, like, yep, something's coming because something is coming and the, everybody, and now that everyone else is kind of noticing the frenzy, um, and, like, tapping into this more as, like, uh, tapping into more or be paying more attention to this with, like, chaos and emotion tells us all that we need to know something is coming. It's on the horizon. And um, I don't know how long it's going to take you guys to believe us. Yeah. Um, I mean, what are some other Easter eggs you've noticed, Toby?
0: Yeah. And it's where there's smoke, there's fire. And, I mean, obviously, I cannot take credit for yeah. finding all these Easter eggs. It's TikTok. It's the algorithm. Like, there are fans around the globe who are collecting this stuff and making it go viral. And that's why it's getting picked up by, like, news outlets and things. But another thing that's been swirling around TikTok over the past week are the resurgence of One Direction songs being played on their respective tours. So currently, Harry, Niall, and Louis have all been performing because they're the ones with the most recent music out. Um, We know that Harry's on his very iconic tour right now, where he's playing a lot of the uh, very well-known venues across the world. And he started singing Stockholm Syndrome from the album Four history and fans are absolutely losing their minds
1: jasmine me included you want to explain your connection to this song <laughs> you guys oh, man my hairy girl's coming out again <laughs> for i don't know what it is about i mean the song stockholm syndrome literally has me in stockholm syndrome with this band especially hairstyle specifically and i have been playing this song like i've been playing this song just as I've been open to the idea of them having a resurgence, I've been playing the four albums more specifically as like my recently played and Stockholm syndrome is the song on the album that has me on a chokehold and keeps being continuously replayed. I'm not kidding you guys. If, if I clicked shuffle right now on my recently played in Apple music, this song would come up within the first three easily. Um, I've been listening to it religiously. I'm excited to see the analytics um, at the end of the year, whenever we do our playlist replay and yeah to to know that Harry Styles this is the song that he is choosing to play on his tour over and over again for his fans I mean we are obviously synergistic and soulmates so I don't it's always one of your favorite songs I never really liked Stockholm
0: Syndrome but you always wrote for that song
1: yeah always it's oh it's the 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 drums and the beat and the emotion, and the look what you've done to me. Because literally, Harry Styles, look at what you fucking have done to me. <laughs> and how dare you choose this song and like tease me like this. Yeah.
0: It's funny because now, like, Stockholm Syndrome is very much like what, if you were to pick One Direction songs that sound like his current discography as a mm-hmm. solo artist, it fits so naturally into it. Because he was played, he's been playing What Makes You Beautiful since he started touring as a solo artist. Yes. But then this like a deep cut where you only know this song if you're a One Direction fan. It's like, y'all are up to something. Yeah. This is fishy. <laughs> this this is, fishy. is fishy. And Niall has played One Direction songs in the past too. Now, he started playing Story of My Life, which, you know, is one of their biggest, like, chart topping songs. Like, not as high up as What Makes You Beautiful, but it was like one of their most commercial songs ever. Ruby mm-hmm. has also been singing something, and I'm not sure if it's Through the Dark, but it's some, me and Jasmine were trying to remember because I can't go through my TikTok now to find it. We'll be here for hours. But yeah, um, it's, it's some song like Through the Dark. So another like deep cut where it's like, oh, you only know that song if you're a One Direction fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, there's a lot of One Direction on their minds. Yes. Uh, we forgot about another important thing that happened. Gosh, this is the thing. So much has been going on. The one that freaked everyone out this month May 2023, was Liam at, where was he? He was like at some fight. He was like at a WWE fight. He was like doing an interview and I think this video has like, oh my god, I don't even know how many likes but literally it went viral because um, the interviewer asked him if there was a One Direction reunion on the horizon and Liam was like, uh, like, he didn't say yes, he didn't say no, but I remember like this. he just started a new group chat. Yes! And-
1: I'm gonna throw this mic across. I'm literally gonna throw this mic across <laughs> Not the group chat. He did say that, and finally a group you know, chat's like, in the air. They're like, why did you do that? They're like, brother, now they're really gonna expect something yeah. from us. Liam was just excited that there's finally a group chat he's in, okay? Yeah.
0: Because <laughs> he's like, Oh, we finally started a group chat again. It's like yeah, there have definitely been group there, chats that You have not been a part of.
1: There have been group chats, my guy. But I'm so happy you're in this one because that means a reunion's coming and we're ready for it. And like, yeah, we did start off the month off that frenzy. I remember seeing that TikTok and I, I threw my phone like across the bed. I was like, I'm not doing this right now.
0: Are prepared to be so sick of the three of us
1: when this happens? My
0: entire personality is reverting back to who I was as a 17 year old. Mm-hmm
1: period and also you prepare for Niall to be number one this time
2: (laughs) let's talk about that let's Let's talk talk about that
1: let's talk about it let's talk about that um because he's like you guys have heard in previous episodes this year Niall is our it girl at the moment yeah all 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 of the stuff that he's doing for The Voice right yeah he He just got
0: renewed for the next season yes
1: like he is on his influencer it girl era but what if this whole time it's always been nile
0: yes it might have been and there's evidence that has said it because the thing is i always thought i was like oh i'm the girl that goes against the grain like i don't like (laughs) the girl i don't like the one who's like the number one in the group like okay with um no, actually, but I did. Jonas Brothers is a bad example because it was always between Nick and Joe and I always liked Nick and then became a Joe earlier. I mean, later. With Five, Seconds of Summer, I was like, oh, you all like Luke. Well, I like Callum. And then, <laughs> like, oh, with Blackpink. Oh, you all like Jenny. Well, Lisa's my favorite. And then, <laughs> it's like with One Direction, I was like, oh, now I was my favorite from day one. From the minute I saw What Makes You Beautiful, I don't even know what it was. I was just like, oh, yeah, now I was my favorite. And I wrote for him since day one, when people were on him for the teeth, when people were on him for the vocals. Not like, the no, teeth, <laughs> not the teeth. And I'm like, listen, y'all can leave your beauty standards at the door because guess who is doing the Vogue, get ready with me, my skincare routine, guess who's doing all that now, guess who's on The Voice, guess who's collecting his bag, guess who's America's new sweetheart it's literally Niall Horan you cannot leave your house in LA and not see this man's face somewhere on a billboard his face is everywhere
1: well and I and even like looking back on like the peak One Direction eras is people realize people don't realize is that Niall would have sneaky little moments that he would just have us like so cold in a we would be on the floor remember okay before I talk about the very obvious one that I'm going to mention, it just now hit me. Do you remember when they did the eight hour live stream of and course, they? One and they Day. Yes, well, and they showed they showed the you and I video. and Niall is in black and white overlooking the city. and like the rain is coming down. Remember, he was the one. I think because this
0: was because so like the video that they only did during 1D day that wasn't like the real UFS yes. video that was
1: like the yes. kind of like AI type yes. yeah. yeah no it was literally You're right You're you right. remember and it, it I, I was like me a little bit yes okay because I, I remember thinking like why was Niall the one that was chosen to do that because it's it's a black it's remember it's a black it's like, and white why him? I, I had questions but listen it's because it was the black and white like sultry sexy because he it's like it's a song obviously about longing and yeah. it's it's romantic and it's supposed to be like a lifetime movie like essence and they chose Nile to do that because of this whole time this man had <laughs> so cold let's not forget midnight memories that album better than words during that performance in his line when he's trying to do a little sexy gesture at, at the crowd and trying to tease the audience and everyone goes went crazy the every nine-year-old girls going like feral literally <laughs> passing out like clothes about to fall off but please keep them on because you're a child <laughs> <Yeah>. um like <laughs> it's
0: crazy or even like it's even researching like on tiktok like people have been playing like the Midnight Memories, um, like his like solo, it's like millions of views, millions of likes, everyone being like, yo, I'm like what the heck? Like people slept at Nile. Why don't we go there on Midnight Memories? That bridge, that solo. I'm like, if you were not a Nile girl before, you cannot hear that solo and be like, oh, he's the it boy, he's the moment. Mm-hmm. Like his solos were so iconic. And it's because we were also deprived of them. So it's like, the thing is they kind of didn't know what they were creating. They didn't know the monster that they were creating in culture where it's like people were longing to hear more from him. So then when we did, he immediately became an IP boy. we're not trying to make them compete with one another, the way that everyone tries to make us women compete with one another. It's not that but (laughs) he is.
1: He is it. Mm -hmm. Boy, He is is it. And, Again, not try to compete or compare one another because they all, in their own lanes, are great yeah. and ever, and they're all standing up very well. But yes, right now he is the moment, he is the influencer of the year, and the clues have always been there since the beginning. I, and how could they not have been? He's this cute, like boy next door essence, blonde hair, blue eyes, like just like charming little person, like Irish. personality, like like oh. luck of the Irish. Damn it, <laughs> you might got competition. I'm just kidding. I honestly just
0: love a decade later being able to be like I told you guys so yeah I saw the vision
1: yeah, I- yeah. you're like where have you all been I've been here but yeah so proud when I saw him doing the go get ready with me
0: you would think he were my own child
1: prepared to be sick of us <laughs> yeah
0: I'm prepared to be so sick of us if you aren't already and if you were still here we'll end things off by talking about our weekly playlist all that talk about music in one direction and I literally have barely listened to a lick of music in the past month (laughs) um but that's mainly because I've just been so enveloped in pop culture and when I do get the second when I'm not on a call (laughs) to listen to a podcast or listen to something I want to listen to podcasts about Vanderpump Rules and everything else that I'm watching on tv so I've literally been listening to everything on the ringer per usual so the ringer reality tv feed Um, bring her verse for all the different Marvel releases, Um, the big picture. I've been listening to She Speaks Bravo, comments by celebs. Um, Still listening to Chicks in the Office and The Usuals. But yeah, I mean, they've been really feeding that pop culture hunger that I have on a daily basis. Um, What about you, Jasmine?
1: Yes. Yeah, so in terms of podcasts for me this month, of what I've been listening to, you guys know, Nicole Byer is my favorite comedian of all time. And her podcast with her best friends this year is um, It's just a podcast called best friends is my favorite thing to put on in the background. It's like the best thing when you just want to feel like you're in a conversation and just hearing people banter and just um, their, their dynamic together is so funny. And I love them. And they always do some, like, they always do a Buzzfeed quiz, and I, I'll catch myself like doing it along with them sometimes. And it's always just funny to like see the results. Cause I'm I'm a sucker for buzzfeed quizzes. Uh, it's what I it's it's what I do when I need to do something like completely mindless and stupid. Yeah. And it's always just funny because their dynamic together is hilarious. Um, in terms of music for me, so you guys know Fleetwood Mac is a, a staple in in my playlist on this podcast but um if you've read the book Daisy Jones and the Six and have also seen the show you wouldn't you know that the band that's inspired uh, the band in the show and in the story is inspired by Fleetwood Mac and they actually released a real life album from the show itself um, the album is called Aurora, and I love it. It is gonna be my like summertime vibe when I'm not wanting to like throw ass in the club. It literally makes me want to get a jeep, drop the top, ride down the PCH, and just be be on, like my coastal cowgirl shit. Like I never thought I would say that, but right now, kill you to try, regret me, and let me down easy are my favorites off that album. And yeah, that's pretty much been it for me. We're preparing
2: for summer. Moving forth with kind of my weekly playlist, um, it kind of goes into a little bit of downtime, believe it or not, that I've been able to have. Um, I was able to sneak away and go see The um, Little Mermaid. Um, With Hallie being Ariel, with uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda being the main composer um, and recreating the music that we've loved from The Little Mermaid. And so I watched it and it was really incredible. Um, Where I live in Florida is not necessarily um, the most diverse community. So when I was able to go see it in theaters, there was a lot of people of color that showed up. So it was nice that this movie is able to create a community and a safe space uh, for people that are not super represented in my community. So it was really refreshing to see that there are people that have the same identities as me uh, in my neighborhood. Um, But with that being said, I watched... um, uh, I've been listening to Halle's version of Kiss the Girl, or sorry, Hallie's version of um, Part of Your World and David Diggs' version of Kiss the Girl, um, and I've just kind of been listening to the Little Mermaid soundtrack. I really like Lin-Manuel uh, Miranda's uh, approach to theater music, um, Broadway music, that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't know if we've really talked about it on this podcast, but I really do like Hamilton. And I think I would, I might have talked about, uh, Hamilton's, um, soundtrack and one of my past weekly playlists, but, um, I'm, I'm a big fan of him and his work. So I've been listening to a lot of the little mermaid and outside of that, um, I've kind of revisited um, SOS by SZA, which I think uh, we've talked to, we've talked about it a lot in this last spring on our podcast. Then, but wow, what still what a great album! What a great album! So I think I, what I've been truly listening to has been um, SOS and The Little Mermaid. So that's it for me. That's it, <laughs> kind of what's going on and what I've been listening to. And I look forward for us all being together hopefully next month. Fingers crossed. Bye. If
1: you've made it to the end of this podcast, thank you so much. Again, you'll be hearing a little bit from Sophie um, throughout. I'm not sure where I have inserted her clips yet, but we are so excited to have her back next month. We're really going to try with summer starting. She's done with her second year of law school again. Congratulations to you, Soph. But we will all be back in the meantime. Tell all your friends about us, like, subscribe, subscribe, Follow us on all of our social media. All of our handles are included in the description. Please take a moment to stream to Strength Need a Rebrand on YouTube or TED.com. And yeah, tune in for more. We'll be back. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. I'm Sophie. I'm Jasmine. And I'm Toby. And you've
0: been listening to The The Weekly Weekly K.